And this is basically like the world is going to end. The apocalypse is happening because I am giving food in England a little bit of love. Oh my and gosh. I get comments and, and blowback from people because I always rip the food in England. Rightfully so. I still claim it's not that good. Oh my gosh. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 261. The highest calorie fast food item in the world is a large chocolate shake from White Castle, which contains a whopping 1,680 calories. Doogie Hauser would not be proud. Did you get that reference? Because Heather didn't. Food, 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 food. We love food. As many of you know, it's one of the number one reasons that we travel. So if you're someone who is also a foodie, if you love food and you're thinking, all right, I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to get some great ideas of where to go to eat some awesome, awesome food. Well, that means you're going to have to get out of your house and travel a little bit. And if you're going to be traveling, then you need some luggage. And if you're going to be traveling with luggage, you should probably only take a carry-on because then you don't have to pay for check bags. So if you're going to do all that, you might as well check out the Tortuga Backpack. You can do that by going to tortugabackpacks.com. They've got the perfect carry-on size backpack, the one that I take around with me all over the world. And if you're going to do all that, and then you're going to get a Tortuga Backpack, you should use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that'll get you 10% off your entire order, which means you've got more money for food. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who today proved that she would make the perfect Barcelona resident, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hi, everyone. I'm trying to think of what you're referring to, and I guess what you're trying to say is my sleepiness today. No, I just mean today. We we found ourselves in Barcelona. It's our very first time here. It's our first full day in Barcelona. And to give you a breakdown of our day, we woke up around 9.45. Well, I woke up around 9.45. <laughs> Heather, maybe a little later. 10, 10.30. Yeah, we kind of putzed around. I did about an hour of work, did some laundry, and right around 1 o'clock, decided to go out to uh, eat. Went out, got a great meal, uh, had two beers with the meal. We're feeling pretty full. Came back to the apartment around 3.30. Took some Had siesta, siesta. <laughs> for about 45 minutes. Putzed around a little more. Now we're recording a podcast and then we'll go out for a late dinner. So basically we've got this Spanish thing down pat. And it's a pretty good lifestyle. It's awesome. And, and I have to say that we have been hitting it pretty hard on the travel front, you know, going all through Ireland. And even before we left for Ireland, we bought a house, furnished a house, had Christmas. So we've been running pretty hard the past, I would say, 30 days. And I was 
I was never happier than when I looked outside this morning and it was a little bit cloudy and we're staying in in this apartment that's all windows. So it's actually really beautiful. You feel like you're outside, even though you're cozy inside. And I kept thinking to myself, I really hope Trav isn't going to bug me to leave this apartment right away because sometimes he gets really antsy, but he didn't. I didn't. And what was funny was around around noon, I was thinking, well, we, we should get going. And then we looked at the few places we wanted to go eat lunch and none of them even opened to one or one thirty. So said, oh man, the Spanish forcing us to live this life of leisure and it's a pretty good life. So here we are in Barcelona for the first time. And today we had a meal here in Barcelona that I almost assuredly I think will find its way onto at least my 2017 list, my best meals of 2017. I know it's early in the year. I know we've got a lot of good eating ahead of us, but this meal today was one of those that you think, yeah, this was just perfect in a lot of ways. And um, I think it's probably going to play a role in our hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. And that's a very new thing that we haven't told anyone on the podcast about this first time we're talking about on the podcast. But if you follow us on social media, you'll know what it is. Have to explain to them what the EPOP scavenger hunt is because it's a really cool interactive thing we've decided to do with our readers and listeners. Yeah. So basically, the EPOP scavenger hunt is something that we decided to do because this summer we went into a craft brewery shop in none other than Wolfboro, New Hampshire. So it's a pretty remote place. But they had like a beer for Jimmy Fallon up on the wall, like on a chalkboard. And we're like, haha, that's funny. Well, they had a big chalkboard and you could buy beers for people. So there was things that said like police officers and someone come and say, I want to buy a uh, beer for the next police officer who comes in. So it's like 46 beers have been bought by them. And you could just buy ahead for these people who were coming into the bar like it didn't matter who you wanted to buy ahead for and jimmy found was one of the people that right which was what i was saying that's the reason why we're like what is this whole thing about like why is jimmy fallon's name on the board and that was why so it's basically this pay it forward kind of deal that you can buy a drink for somebody who's coming in so when we and we've been talking about doing it ever since then that was back in july now it's january of the next year so we figured it was about time to put our money where our mouth is and when we were in Ireland, we went to this great coffee shop and we liked it so much that we thought, hey, this would be a great place to start the EPOP scavenger hunt. So we have bought two cups of coffee, tea, hot chocolate, whatever you want at this place in in Ireland, in Galway, Ireland. And the first EPOP listener, reader, social media follower who goes there gets it. Yeah, it's at Coffee Works and Press in Galway, Ireland. And so you'll need to follow us on social media. Use the hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt. We explained it all there as well. So just search that on Instagram, EPOP Scavenger Hunt. And the first person who gets there gets a, a coffee bought for them. If, if two people come together, then there's the two. Um, the only rule is then that you tweet us or Instagram us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know that you took us up on that uh, using the hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt so we know that that you did that. Uh, it's optional to pay it forward to the next EPOP person who comes along. That would be cool if you guys want to keep doing that. So that's our EPOP Scavenger Hunt. And so when we travel around the world, and even when we're at home, what we're going to start doing is buy drinks at places that we really want you to visit. These small little places that we just that we adore that we find in our travels and we'll have them in the EPOP scavenger hunt so you can go find them, um, make your way to them and get a free drink on us. So that's the EPOP scavenger hunt. 
And again, social media, you can follow us at Pack of Peanuts and use the hashtag EPOP Scavenger Hunt. You'll see us as we go around and put up some of those from around the world. So uh, join in. We do not in a year want to be going back to Galway, Ireland and be drinking our own cup of coffee or flat white that we had bought there for ourselves. We want other people to take advantage of it. So hop in on that, guys. Just something really cool that we decided to do. On today's show, and we're going to jump into it in just a second, we're going to be giving you our 22 best meals of 2016. There will be an interlude right between number six and five when we when we work our way down our own respective list where we discuss our worst meal. So we want to end on a high note, of course. We're going to throw our worst meal in there in the middle, so you want to stick around for that. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to do a mini episode. We're saying it's a mini episode. We're going to try to keep it under 20, 25 minutes. Uh, yeah, I know. Good luck. Where we talk about our favorite beer, wine, coffee, and dessert. So beer, wine, coffee, and dessert is its own thing this year. It's not going to find its way onto this episode because we already know we have plenty to talk about. Plenty of material. So should we just Let's get jump started? into it. Here are 22 best meals of 2016. Of course. Yeah, if I know Travis, which I know, he will have some honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, there's. Th- I have three honorable mentions. So before we get to the list, let me roll off my three. I, unless you have three, because if you do, ladies first. I also have three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead with your honorable mentions. So at first, I didn't think I was going to have any honorable mentions or even make the list of, of 10 or 11 places that were my favorite. But as always happens, when I go through all of our notes and our pictures. I remember all of our best foods. So I want to have two that are shout out to the Philadelphia area because we have spent a lot of time there and a lot of people come to Philadelphia. It is a destination. So if you are there and you want good coffee and one of the best salads I have ever had in my life, then you have to go to La Colombe. If you're on the East Coast, you might have heard of this coffee shop, but the original one in Fishtown is the only one that does food, and they have this quinoa salad that you can get a roasted chicken on top. And I mean, Travis, you've had it. It's pretty good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> he says it reluctantly. Yeah, but, the place is very hipster, which I don't mind, but yeah, uh, it's good. It's very good. And then my other favorite place, which Travis has also never been to, but it's pretty popular and hipstery, is Terrain Cafe. Uh, which is in the outside of Philadelphia, but it's really, really good food. All right. So you, two shout-outs to Philly area. What's your, what's your third then? And then my imagine? third one is a shout-out to Nashville. Because, Lots of shout-outs today. Yep. You're dropping shout-outs left and right. City shout-outs. Yeah. Love my cities. So in Nashville, we one night went to BB King's, and we heard they had really good nachos, which they did. So go to BB King's, listen to some jazz music, and order their nachos, and just hang it, out. It was pulled pork nachos, if I'm not forgetting. Yes. I mean, I think you can get lots of different meats on it, but we chose the pulled pork, and right. it was delicious. Pulled pork nachos at BB yeah. King. My three honorable mentions. I'll stay close to home just like you did, even really? closer to home for really? one. Really? Crab cakes at a restaurant in Caldwell, Pennsylvania, wow. my hometown. We had never gone here up until this year, though, uh, at a place called Chow. And it's kind of, they have a great lunch special. The crab cakes are 13 or 14 bucks on the lunch special. For dinner, they're 23. You know me, I like value. <laughs> and uh, it's the same platter in at lunch as is uh, for dinner. And they're really, really good crab cakes. So kind of whenever we want to treat ourselves in the middle of the day, when we're when we're back in Phoenix, so we go there. So crab cakes at a restaurant called Chow. Which is also a BYOB. So there you, you go. Can grab BYOB. a beer or a bottle of wine. Um, second 
uh, honorable mention is Irma's house, which is a lady we met in <laughs> Signagi in Georgia. I won't go into the whole story here, but uh, this was an amazing little adventure that we had. So we did do a whole podcast about it. You can find that episode 243 called The Reason We Travel. It's a whole 30 minutes on this story um, of meeting Irma and the food that she gave us. And just, I mean, something you could... It's like a movie. It, you, it you was like a movie. That. The experience was amazing. And Far better than probably yeah. the food. But the food was really good, too. The food was good. And the last one is Pequod's in Chicago. So I, when oh. I went to Chicago, had to get deep dish pizza. I know there's, the, the lines run deep on which deep dish pizzas to get. I went to Pequod's and had it in Chicago, and it was delicious. I know a lot of times people in Chicago, things like, they don't go and get it until outsiders come. Uh, I'm glad I got to get it, and uh, Pequod's really, really good deep dish pizza, so head there if you uh, are heading to Chicago. Now on our list, each of us have 11. As always, we don't talk about beforehand. There might be some overlap, but that's the fun of it, because I don't have any idea what Heather has on her list, although I'm guessing I know one of the restaurants, at least. She doesn't have any idea what's on my list, so we'll start with you. You start at your number 11, and we'll count our way down. Okay, so my number 11 um, is a great little spot in New Orleans, and... We went here the very first night. Like, we got to New Orleans and we were like, okay, we heard this was really good. And it's very kind of like a traditional spot that people go to right off of Bourbon Street. And that is Napoleon's. Napoleon House. Napoleon House. Yeah, Napoleon House. It's so cute. It's this old, you know, French house. And I guess Napoleon it's, was. It's everything you would expect. Yeah. In New Orleans, yeah. right? I kind of forget the history of why it's called Napoleon's. They built it for him. He never showed up. Yeah. Maybe he did show up. I don't know. They have Whatever it on the lawn. You can read it. Um, We're it's much really... more interested in the muffaletta <laughs> than the history. It's a really cute spot. It feels like you're in New Orleans. And I was so excited for this trip. So going there, walking through those streets of the French Quarter, the whole experience was great. And then... We got the cheese plate, which was good, but what really uh, stole the show. I didn't think it was good. It, it was okay. I wouldn't get it. I would get a muffletta. I would get two muffletta. In my muffletas. notes, I actually wrote, don't get the cheese plate. Yeah. Um, it was not bad, but the muffletta stole the show. And that, if you don't know what that is, it is a sandwich. A that, huge sandwich. A huge sandwich that started in New Orleans and has like olive tapenade and ham and just like lots of different meats. And cheese, and it's it's really delicious. I never actually had one the first time I went down to New Orleans, and you know, you see signs everywhere. Get the muffaletta here, get the. And um, we were told to go to Napoleon House and get the muffaletta, and we did, and that was it. Was a great way to start that trip, and that, uh, yeah, it's it is everything you expect New Orleans to be. So if you haven't been to New Orleans before, if that's your first stop, you're going to say, yeah, this is this is what I pictured in my head. So get there, grab a muffaletta, do your first night there. If you're probably staying somewhere near that anyway, if you're staying in. Uh, the French Quarter, so it's right around the corner. Um, my number eleven, another little cute place, and um, I'm intrigued. This is again near where we live, and a this could make the place. list every year. Where we live, and uh, it's going to make the year uh, the list this year again. Bertrandville Store oh, Cafe, okay. which is owned actually by a, a friend of ours named Francis. This, if you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to go to one of the most unique. And not not unique in, oh, it's a really cool setting, but the food isn't great. I'm talking unique because the setting is amazing, but the food is some of the best you can get in Philly, if not the country. Uh, Bertrandville Store Cafe, it's about, what, half an hour outside of Philadelphia in the, in the yeah. sticks. Um, it's and, in the countryside. I mean, you would never stumble upon it. You have to know where it is to go there. It's only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
I believe. It might be open Wednesdays too. Or maybe it's sure. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. It's open four nights a week. Uh, you have to call for reservations. It's booked out. If you come in on like Friday and Saturday, uh, you have to book like three, four months in advance. It is an incredible place. Um, we got to go there with the two guys who took me around Israel, who we're going to be talking about a little bit later. If you haven't heard me talk about them in the other podcast, it was my way to give back to them. They gave me so many good culinary experiences. I said, when you come to Philadelphia, we have to go here. It's not cheap. Um, it's about like 25 to 40 for an entree. We got the tasting menu, which for each person was $75, but it is worth it. Also a BYO. So BYOB, so you can bring your own stuff. But Bertrand, it is an amazing experience. And every single dish there is good. I mean, it's very unique. Lots of unique dishes, but everything he makes is amazing. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, and if you do want something special as you're coming through Philly, call, try to get a reservation, make your way out there. If you have a rental car, it's not too hard. It's about an hour drive, but, uh, yeah, Bertrandville Store Cafe. My number 11. All right. Nicely done. My number 10 is an interesting choice for me because it is a hotel restaurant, which is not something that we frequent and certainly not Trav's favorite way to experience a new area. But he got to have a shout out for pizza in Chicago. And, and I went to Miami and I stayed at the Conrad Miami, which is a Hilton hotel. And their restaurant, was so good. I ate there at least three or four times. And, you know, even when I was Ubering around the city and I was talking to people like the Uber drivers, like, yeah, if I want to go for a nice meal, I will go to the Conrad Miami because the restaurant is, I forget which floor it's on, but it's the same floor as their lobby, which is really high. It's like the 20th floor or something. So you can see the ocean and the whole city. And it's a really cool experience. And just the food is good. The first night I got a type of fish, I don't know if it was monkfish or something like that, but it was grilled fish with avocado fries and like a fresh coleslaw. Just I ate there so many times every meal I had was good. Even the breakfast was good. So if you're in Miami, if you're staying there, definitely eat there. And even if you're not staying there, go up for dinner and enjoy like the really nice views from up there. Here's one of the best parts about doing it together and not knowing what you have on your list is I now know that I forgot one on my Uh-oh. list and I'm hoping it comes up on yours. If not, I'll have to give it a little throw in a 3A or 3B uh-huh. somewhere As down the list. usually do. But it was a hotel restaurant that I totally forgot about. I do want to throw in already a uh, a 10b really quickly you went to miami and you had a great time at the hotel you stayed at i went to chicago i'm not gonna it's this is a drink so just throw it in quickly you should save this for the drink podcast i'll, I'll save you it for the drink always po- breaking okay. the rules so, no, you have to tell people now no but. i can't gotta listen to the mini episode <laughs> we do on drinks sorry guys i'll just go right to my number 10 if you want to know a cool drink i had listen to that podcast my number 10 and this is Basically, like the world is going to end, the apocalypse is happening because I am giving food in England a little bit of love. Oh my and gosh. I get so much, I'm not going to say hate mail because it's all in good fun, but so much, um, so many comments and, and blowback from people because I always rip the food in England. Rightfully so. I still claim it's not that good. Oh my gosh. But this place that we went was incredible incredible not just for the food but the whole experience and so my number 10 is the house of trembling madness in this york was a cool spot in york and i got this recommendation from my good friend elise who told me hey you like craft beer you're gonna love this this is super unique it's like in an ad 
attic, basically, of this building from the 1500s. I mean, seriously, one of the oldest buildings that has a restaurant in the world, perhaps. It was so cool. Yeah, we we knew where it was even, and we still couldn't find it. And so on the first floor is a craft beer shop, which is great on the on the in the basement is a liquor store with 130 types of gin even better and then up top is a restaurant so they had great craft beer there and they also had really really good food and it was cheap and just a cool cool ambiance i got like this you know a pot pie a traditional british pot pie i don't remember which what was, was good in it. just really hot a really meat good pie and yeah. i got a board like a kind of like a charcuterie board but it had local cheeses and pickles and things like that on it was good it was House really of good trembling madness is one of probably my top 10 bars in the world now it is awesome and and the food you know was legitimately good as well the whole experience is what made it even better so my number 10 house of trembling madness in york yeah in i England. just i just want to say that i think 2016 is the year that we fell in love with london or the uk in general because we just had such a fantastic time there and i i also want to say that not all british food is bland because first of all we both love fish and chips which is traditionally british and i did have a scone with clotted clean cream sorry clotted cream for the very first time i don't know why it took me this long of all of our trips to england but that was amazing too yeah, I thought maybe you'd mention that. I guess that's not really a dessert. It's but not that's really gonna be a food. It's more like a dessert, yeah. The clotted cream, that was so heavy, though. I had to wipe off most of it. it was no, just... it was so good. <laughs> All right, number nine. My number nine. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize this. My number nine is a fish and chips place in London. I could have worked that in a little smoother uh, had I known. It could have been a smoother segue. Whoops. That's what I get for not looking down at my notes. But number nine is fish exclamation point fish kitchens, which is right in kind of outside the borough market, which is another awesome place to check out in London. It's a great market with lots of little craft shops and eateries. But the fish, um, the fish restaurant is a, a permanent. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word a permanent place, a permanent restaurant. And their fish and chips is they're really good there. We've gone two times, actually. This is the second time. The first time we went with our buddy Bobby a couple years ago, and we thought it was good, and then this time we went again. So, yeah. Heather loves fish and chips. I love (laughs) fish and... I love chips more than I like fish. (laughs) I like fish as well, but Heather, I think that's a little one of your... I would say like your your vices or guilty pleasures when it comes to eating. Uh, Yeah, because in the U.S., I don't eat it that much, really, ever. but rubbish. No, there's some good places, you know, but... It's just when we're in the UK or general area, when we were in Ireland, I got it a lot. I just, I love it. When in the UK. When in the UK slash Ireland. All right. My number nine is heading back to New Orleans. And this is Arno's Sunday Brunch. Oh, boy. In New Orleans with our good buddy, Jerry, (laughs) e-popper, listener, um, and we are a fan, as much a fan of his as he is of e-pop. He is a brilliant uh, saxophone player, jazz musician. He does the Sunday brunches at Arno's. Um, if you're in New Orleans over a weekend, you have to do a Sunday brunch somewhere. It's a, it's a, it's a tradition. Arno's is always right up there as one of the it, best ones to do. It was so good. It's also on my list. It's at um, number seven for me. So I'll just jump in on this one as well. It, it's so good. We each, we went with my sister. So the three of us got three different meals. We got the courses. So it came with like an appetizer, a main, and a dessert. And everything the three of us got was amazing. Yeah, from the waffle to like this shrimp specific, like traditional shrimp dish that we got that was kind of interesting for breakfast. Uh, you could, yeah, there's a decent amount of options 
And as you said, everything was good. I don't even remember everything that we got. I just remember thinking, this is such a neat experience. The building is super old. It's beautiful. Um, You kind of dress up a little bit. I mean, it's not formal, but they encourage, you know, nicer dressing. So I don't know if you had shorts on, but... I don't My know, sister and probably. I were, you know, uh, dresses and stuff like that. So it's a really cool experience to kind of have a fancy brunch. Yeah, and it's it's re- it's really not that expensive. I mean, we're think- talking maybe $20, $22, something like that. Yeah, for three um, courses. Yeah, definitely uh, affordable enough. And if you do go, um, say hi to Jerry. He's a saxophone player and the singer. He'll play any song you want. Um, him and his crew are just great. Say hi to Jerry for us. Tell him you're a listener to Epop. Uh, you're also a Epop fan, and um, you guys will hit it off. He's a great, great guy. So head to Arno's. So fun. Um, so fun. Check out their Sunday brunch in New Orleans. So that was your number nine. Nine. Okay. My number eight. My number eight is another hotel, actually. <laughs> but this was more of a, a boutique hotel. It was a boutique hotel in Paros, Greece. It's this is the one I forgot. This is the one you forgot. Okay, well, good, because I'm mentioning it. Hotel Senia, we've talked about it in our destination diaries before. And just in general, it was such an amazing experience to stay at this little boutique hotel because it was beautiful. But the restaurant was amazing. Anything we got there was really good. We ate dinner there two different times, I think. We and even went back. So when we weren't staying there, we went back to eat dinner on our last night. So where do we want to eat dinner on our last night here in Paris? Senia was so good. Let, let's go have dinner there. Yeah. And you have, I mean, it's beautiful views of the ocean or the sea rather. And, you know, it was just really good. I got some type of lobster ravioli, which was amazing. Trav got grilled squid. I got, yeah, fantastic grilled calamari. It came with some risotto. It And the prices, they even said to us, yeah, we don't really make money off the restaurant. You know, it's more as like it's here for the people who are staying here. So their prices are a good two, three euros cheaper for everything than you would be paying if you had a restaurant. E- even, maybe even more, uh, more of a discount than that. So it, but the food is fantastic. We were blown away by the food there. And I, I would have, had I remembered, it probably would have been close to my top yeah, five. Because even the, their breakfast is included in the room price. And the breakfast was incredible. Ooh, and the chocolate chip cookies they yeah, had. Oh, so good. I, I actually so. asked for extra chocolate chip cookies and the girl gave me about 50. Remember to take <laughs> on the plane. They loved us They're there because so we sweet. were so happy to be there. And um, if you're going, if you're going to Paros, Book at the Senia Hotel. Get in early because things really book up for the summer. And if you're not staying there, try out their restaurant. You can just kind of walk up. Like we said, it's not advertised, but now you know from us, you can just kind of walk on in and and have some good food there. Bringing it back stateside for my number eight, Wicked Weed Brewery in Asheville. This had got a ton of hype from people before we went on our road trip. A lot of people saying you have to go to Wicked Weed. Of course, this will come up in our mini episode when we do beer, wine, dessert, and coffee. But But for the food. For the food. We went there the very first day we got in Asheville. It was good. It was good. Yeah, we had a great burger. They had a really good appetizer menu. I remember this like black bean hummus and and chips that they had made there. Tortilla chips. Yeah. And so we just, you know, couple that with a beer. And I know this podcast isn't about beer, but Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking, we say the best meals, we're talking like the whole experience. Obviously, the taste of the food's a huge part of that, but we just had a great time. You have some good beer. It was cool to sit out. Like they have this indoor outdoor space. 
Yeah, it was great because, you know, we were there in early April and it was one of those first sunny days of the spring season where people were just happy. And like Trev was saying, we were sitting, they have this space that like the the window opens, like a huge like garage door opens so that you can sit like half outside, half inside. And yeah, I mean, it was great. The sun was shining. The food was good. The beer was good. I mean, it, it is a very, very well done brew pub where the food is, uh, you know, obviously their whole thing is beer, but it's not one of those places where you go and get great beer and the food's like, ah, it's okay. I mean, this food is is legit and the burger was really good and their appetizer really good. They had popcorn there, which you loved, of That's course. true. I forgot so about that. So all told, yeah. I just wicked weed crushing it crushing it awesome <laughs> awesome well my number seven was arno's in new orleans so i mean i loved it just as much as you cool we'll stay so, in new orleans for yeah, number right. seven although i have a feeling this might be higher on your list so if it is maybe we won't talk about it too much here and that is shia the oh my gosh shia. yeah it's on my list all right and so, not at number seven so, so this was hard it gets hard when you're rating these and um shia could be higher on my list. I know when I say that, it's kind of a cop out because if it could be, why isn't it? I made just made the list myself. Yeah, was, probably because you knew it'd be higher on my it, list. That was one so. of the things. I knew that you were going to have it on there, but it, it was, we'll talk about it when we get to it on yours. But we, and the whole story around it was kind of cool that we end up getting there. So num- my number seven, Shia, um, you know, keep that in your head, you know, put that away a little bit. We'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. Okay. So now we're at number six. Number six. So I have a place in Nashville for this one. And if it's, it's the same as mine, this will be awesome. Because again, we don't talk about these ahead of time. Let's see. Is it Moss Taco? It is Moss Taco. Oh my Taco. gosh. Both at number six. Great That's minds think alike. so funny. This place is awesome. I mean, there are a lot of taco places in Nashville. And we did go to a couple other ones, which were good. But Moss Taco is on the east side of Nashville. So... It's kind of a little bit grittier, hipster. You have to drive to it, really. It's kind of outside of the city center. And this place is just exactly what you think of when you think of a taqueria. Because it's not fresh and bright and clean. It's 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 gritty, but they put out amazing tacos. Amazing tacos. I think each, each taco is three bucks. Um, they have maybe five or six different types of tacos. They also have really good soup. I got a soup there. I think it was a tortilla soup. So, you know, the menu is small. Five or six tacos. I think a soup. Um, they had like one dessert and one other appetizer. They had like the fried plantains, which we fried got both times. Amazing. We also got the elote, the corn, the Mexican corn, which was also really good. Everything there is just I think we fantastic. ended up getting everything on the menu because now we that you mention it. Two times. Two yeah. times. And we wanted to try it all out. Um, they had a roast collie or no... Uh, Butternut squash. I had a vegetarian taco. Yeah. I remember being very good. So just really great taco joint. Really cool people. You know, no frills. Exactly what you want in a taco joint. We went back twice in three days. So that tells you how good it was. And if we lived in Nashville, we'd be there a lot oh, more yeah. often. We'd be there weekly for sure. So taco is sure. one of our favorite foods and was not expecting it to be such a great taco place there in Nashville. But Moss Taco, yeah, really ups the uh, taco game in Nashville. So great job, Moss Taco. Can't wait to be back pretty soon. Yeah, I hope go to Nashville so. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's, we counted out 11 to 6. Now it's time for the interlude. So the Chris, interlude. drop some interlude music <laughs> in here. Whatever that means. All 
because now we're going to be talking about our worst meal. And this was actually very difficult. We, we had a little bit of a discussion. We didn't talk about what we were going to pick before, but we almost scratched this off the podcast today because we're having a difficult time coming up with a worst meal. Now, if you listen to our best meals of 2015 podcast when we did last year there was a worst meals one in there that was a bona fide worst oh yeah worst it, meal. it was it was awful and it is probably is the worst meal like i've ever had in my and, life and there was a, another one that we've mentioned in other podcasts when we were in chiang mai and we got mexican food and we're like oh this is just awful this time there wasn't anything that was we would say atrocious no there, nothing that stuck out as like the worst thing i've ever had so take this worst meal this year with a grain of salt luckily in 2016 a lot of good eating not Lots luckily for our waistlines no but luckily for us there was not that many worse meals to choose from so hath why don't you lead us off your your worst meal of 2016 so i kind of have two worst meals uh, and not worse just ones that i didn't really like and the first one was a dumpling restaurant in georgia but that's because i hate dumplings now travis on the other hand probably loved this place so sure in georgia they have dumplings which are called i'm putting Travis on the Hinkali. spot Hinkali. i couldn't even remember and they're humongous like soft Steamed They're dumplings, basically with like your meat. palm size, if not yeah, bigger. Yeah, with meat and broth inside, which is like my worst nightmare because I, I don't like that combination ever. And we went in this place like only had dumplings, <laughs> so I had one and a half maybe. And, and Akko, our yeah. buddy, ordered like twenty. So many. So they, you know, he was like, "Oh no, H H, you're gonna have yeah. uh, more than one. You know, you'll have like four no. and all this many." And no. so then me and him had to pick up the slack because Heather was knee. So we we were like in a dumpling yeah, coma. Then no kidding, there was also but... a lot of bees there. Yes. Heather is allergic. She claims it was a little on- <laughs> to bees. Um, so whenever there's bees, she starts freaking out. So like we're, you know, we had to keep moving our table. Okay. It wasn't a great experience for me, but if you like dumplings, do not be deterred by my dislike. It's also where I lost my wallet in Georgia. But later than found via Facebook. So I don't know. It's like a good place and a bad place and then a good place again. So if you're ever in Georgia in this obscure small town. The likelihood is you're not. But if you are... I can't even remember the name of the dumpling place. Yeah, we could probably find it. Anyway, then my second worst meal is... I'm sorry, Tiffany, to our team member, Tiffany. She had said, you know, if you go to Oban in, in Scotland, try out this fish place because it's voted as like the best fish shack that is in the world or something like that. And to be fair, she's right. I mean, it gets crazy it gets great reviews. Crazy great reviews. I maybe it's just the overall experience of being in Oban was kind of bad. It rained the entire time. It was cold. It was eh. And then just I didn't really like the the fish shack. I didn't like the food there. I didn't like the mussels. I didn't. And, and you mm. don't typically love raw seafood as much. You're no. not. So I mean, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I didn't hate it. I wouldn't say it was my worst meal. But I, for some reason, it also didn't live up to the hype that, that maybe we had built it up to. Like we but, kind of planned to go to Oban because of this yeah. fish shack. And then and that's okay. And that's okay. If you have recommendations, people send them. We will always go out and try. And that's the beauty of traveling. Yeah, and and it, as was, we say, you have to have some bad experiences to have really awesome experiences. And uh, I think Oban for us was just one of those lulls. Bad weather, dreary, end of a trip type stuff. Yeah. And to be fair, when you're coming from Sky, which is maybe one of the most magical places I've ever seen, the Isle of Sky, and then 
you go to Oban, it's it's definitely not going to live up to any type of right. hype because Sky's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Sky uh, Isle of Sky was awesome. My worst meal, and again, this was this was very difficult. I was racking my brain. It has to be at the fun- funicular restaurant in <laughs> Tbilisi, Georgia. Again, no harm meant to this restaurant because no, the food because actually was tasty. tasted fine. Yeah. We've told this story a little bit on the podcast. Long story short, we had a flight that morning at like 4 a.m. and it was 11 p.m. and we decided to go up and so there's this huge park up this funi- funicular, this huge it's amusement like- park like built in the Soviet era. There's a Ferris wheel on the side of the hill. You're like, is this literally going to fall off the side of this hill? But we so went we on this it. Amusement- it was we went on it. It was safe. fun. Yep. We went to this amusement park. You know, then we wanted to get something to eat. We're like, well, we have to get on a plane in like four hours. We're going to get something light. We went to this restaurant. They had salads, which was our original thing. For some reason, we got a huge plate of ribs. I don't know how it happened. It's the most expensive thing happened. on the menu. The waitress was like, this is the best thing here. And so we got it. We both looked at each other and said, oh, ribs sound good. And we asked her. She's like, this is the best. So we got these ribs. The ribs <laughs> were good. They the were food good. was good. I did not get sick. Three hours later... Was not good for me. So, Trav was very sick. So, you know, it's just one of those times where it hits somebody wrong and he was sick on that flight. And me being a bad wife just basically slept through it all. <laughs> I was really sick on that flight. I mean, I was literally in the bathroom. I told the flight attendants, like, I'm just going to sit in here for like an hour and a half because you don't want me coming out because I might then throw up over on everyone. So um, I sat in the bathroom for an hour and a half. Um, I was out of commission that whole day in Athens. So wasn't worth it for those plate of ribs. No. And now I can't. It's one of those things, you know, when you eat a food or you have a drink that makes you sick. You know, some of us had those experiences in college. Uh, <laughs> um, y- you then can't smell it. You can't really be around it because it just brings back those memories. So I don't know. I haven't had ribs since. I'm guessing I should be all right. You should, but, be, fine. You should um, be fine. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, funicular restaurant in Tbilisi, Georgia, uh, a place with some amazing food and some things that are on my list still in Georgia, but not our best experience, our last meal there. Um, put me out of commission. So it's cue the bad. interlude music. Finish the interlude. Worst meal is over. We're hopping right back into our best meals now, and we're counting down five to one. We're getting to the top of the top, the very the creme top. de la and this creme, became if you will. Really, really hard because I'm looking at my number five, thinking, "Whoa, I, this." I, when I ate here, I thought this would be my number one for the year. So, okay, interesting. Let's get you, you okay. go first. Your number five. Okay, well, my number five. Um, I I was pretty good on my top five. Actually, I was like, I know what my number one is. I know what my number two is. My number three. After that, it was, you know, dicey. But my number five is Via Tavere, which is an amazing pizza restaurant in Vancouver, British Columbia, that I went to with my friends when I went. On that trip, when Travis was eating all the best food in Israel, which I'm sure will be coming up soon that I missed out on. To my number five. Um, I went to this place. It's an amazing brick oven pizza place. We went there for my friend Crystal's birthday, and we just had a fantastic time. The price is right. It's not too expensive, and just we had good wine, good food, and I loved it. So if you're ever in Vancouver, definitely check out Via Tavere. Well, I'm really glad that you got a good eating experience while I was in Israel because yeah. Israel might, between Israel and Georgia, I think those are my two favorite countries. When you just talk about the eating experiences we had over a hall for a whole trip, 
even with the rib thing in Georgia. And those <laughs> both happened this year. So this is where it becomes really hard to kind of cut cut them down. Um, my number five was in Israel. Heather was not with me. I went to this place called Nora's Kitchen. We'll link this up in the show notes. We'll link everything in the show notes, guys. So you can get that extra pack of peanuts.com slash pods or slash 261, I believe, because that's uh, what the episode is um, this time. But Nora's Kitchen in Daliat El Carmel, Israel, up near Haifa. And I, I yeah, think, these names mean nothing I to think, me since I've never been to Israel. I think you have to make a reservation um, because she usually takes tour groups. And it is this lady, Nora, and it's she is like superwoman when it comes to cooking and the food there. I couldn't even tell you what anything was. She wasn't really speaking English. Um, you know, they, the guys were translating. The guys I was with translating. I didn't care. I was just wolfing down everything and anything. <laughs> so it's it's a Druze restaurant. And just to give you a little bit of history, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Druze are people who live in Israel. They're not Jewish. They're secretive about their religion, even to the point where they say they don't know what they believe. So I'm not really sure what that means. Um, but they're these people who who kind of can, can live in a bunch of different countries uh, amidst this unstable area because they're very peaceful and they have their own culture and everything like that. But this is a Druze restaurant. Um, you can find it, and we'll link it up again on our show notes, but if you put in Nora's Kitchen... Israel, it comes up on TripAdvisor. I think it has like five out of five and a bunch of reviews. But you're going to have to call and make a reservation, I think. And you're probably going to need someone who's Israeli to help you out because um, she doesn't really speak English. But all of that is well worth the effort. This food was insanely good. Insanely good. And mm-hmm. it's like a buffet. They just, yeah. She just has probably 30 things and you just keep going up and That's stuffing awesome. yourself full. That sounds amazing. So Nora's Kitchen in Daliat El Carmel. Cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, my number four is a cute little beachside restaurant in Santorini. Okay. Which I I don't know if this is on Trav's list or not, but it's on my list. And I believe it was called Afros. Is that right? It's my number four as well. Get out. Yes, it is. We're so on sync today. Yeah. Afros. Um. In, on Santorini, as you mentioned, a beach hut. And when we talk about food, the food was good. But the experience, you're sitting on a beach in a leather lounge, <laughs> in like a lounge chair, you know, with the sun beating down you, the, you know, well, you have an umbrella, so it's great. And you have the ocean right there. And they are, we didn't know this the first time we went. We sat in the restaurant and they're like, oh, there's beach chairs over there. So the next time we went and ate on the beach chairs. Amazing. And both times we got the same thing because there was no reason to branch out from this little uh, so, meal that we had. We got the fried calamari and the Greek salad. And, and the fried calamari, we're, we're big fans of calamari. This <laughs> this is one or two when it comes to the best calamari. Yeah, because we had amazing calamari when, when we were in Croatia. And I don't know if this is better, but it's definitely equal to. So they're just big, big pieces of calamari that are lightly fried. So you can still really taste the flavor of the squid instead of just tasting batter. And that's the best thing about when they do calamari in the Mediterranean is that it's not this super deep fried calamari that you'll get at like pub or like pubs and yeah. restaurants in the US where you're like, oh, this is good, but it's because I'm no, eating breading. It's, yeah, it's, it's lightly so fried. Good. And they don't even serve it with sauce. They just give you lemons. So you don't even need anything to accompany it because it's so good. And their Greek salad just comes in a huge bowl. And this is what I loved about Greece. Like, Again, in the U.S., you you get a Greek salad, and I mean, it's good. It's not bad, but what you get in Greece is no greens. There's no lettuce in there. It's just tomatoes, cucumbers, 
onions, olives, sometimes capers, and then a huge chunk of feta cheese. I'm talking about a chunk of feta cheese as big as my hand that you then can break up and eat. And it's just so fresh and so good. I've recreated it at home now because we just love it so much. And this restaurant was so good. And as Travis mentioned, you can sit on the beach chair. So at this beach, the beach is along Santorini, which, you know, Santorini doesn't have a lot of beach. It has a lot of cliffs. So the other side of Santorini has the beaches, but they're a little bit rocky. They're not very sandy beaches. So you're going to want a chair unless you're staying at a hotel that has chairs. You have to pay for the chairs. Or, However, or eat at or one of the restaurants. Eat at one of the restaurants. And there's a, get, ton of, there's a ton there's of restaurants ton of up and down this strip. So you can get a drink, you know, a cocktail or a smoothie or whatever and use their chairs. But So at Afros, this is this, this is the situation. You can eat there and drink there and then you can stay in the chairs for as long as you want. Yeah, so that's what we did the second time. If you're going to be going to the beach and you're going to want one of those chairs, go to Afros because they have the best. I mean, can we say they have the best food there? I don't know. We haven't tried them all. But this was recommended to us by a local at the winery. She said, okay. Go to Afros, check this out. We did the next day. We loved it so much that we went back. On our last so, day. Yeah, so the last two days we ate there, it was that good. Calamari and Greek salad and a few drinks right on the beach. I, it really is hard to get better than that. And that's why that is my number four as well. Calamari and Greek salad at Afros in Santorini, Greece. So you might as well roll right into your number three. Roll right into number three. As we're flying high here, it's Georgia again for the win. But actually, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I need help because I don't remember the name of this restaurant. And I didn't want to ask Travis beforehand because then he would know it was on it's my list. It's coming up on my list. I'm sure it's the same restaurant. So it's absolutely the we same. will where you basically get cheesy bread on a skewer. That's oh like gosh. rotisserie cheesy bread. We'll get to okay. that. Okay. Still on my list. The so name the, the name shall remain a mystery. A mystery. <laughs> you have to keep listening for the next five minutes. The name will remain a mystery. My number three, back to Greece. Hopping between Greece and Georgia here. Lots of good eating between those two countries. The Euro at Steakhouse on oh, Paros. Oh, so, of course. This I love is on your cheap, list. Of course. This is, this is the best value food of the whole year, for sure. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I like value. Cheap, 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 cheap. Yeah, this gyro was, or gyro, if you prefer it that way. I'm going to say gyro, just so you know what it is. This gyro was $2.20, 2 euro 20. And uh, it was huge. We went, someone told Definitely us, go feeling. to Steakhouse. The lady at our hotel was like, go to Steakhouse if you want good um, traditional like local food. It looks cheesy from the outside. <laughs> it's like it looks like you know, plastic tables, yeah, plastic awful table branding. Clubs. You're like, why is this called yeah. steakhouse? Why isn't it called like something in Greek to make it look cute? No, doesn't look cute. No. Doesn't matter. But it's packed. It's always packed. Always packed. Always packed. And the gyro there, I got three or four times over the course of three days because I no, didn't want anything No, over the course, else. we were there for seven days. But we didn't find it until oh, the third or fourth okay, day. Okay, fair enough. Because it was when we moved hotels to Paros Bay. And uh, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. It was he so couldn't. good. They stuffed it with French fries, which were the perfect amount of crispiness. Uh, two, I'm telling you, two euro 20 and it fills you up. And it is, I tried a lot of other gyros then after that. He did. I did venture out because I said, listen, maybe they're just all really this good. So I can't, I can't just say, oh, steakhouse is the best until I do its due diligence. So I chat about- All in the name of research. All in the name of research. I had at least three or four. I mean, I was getting on average two a day and um, (laughs) nothing. Just a snack, really. Just a a snack. Yeah. I say, I say it could be a whole meal. That's for a normal human. (laughs) When I'm researching, uh, you know, it's just, that's one hour. Next hour, I got to go somewhere else. The Euro at Steakhouse on Paros, 
dude, just go. It it's was the- good. And I don't even love Euros as much as Trav does. I mean, they're okay, but th- I, I ended up getting it. Not the first time, but every time thereafter as well, because it's so cheap and so good. She's like, I'm not going to get that this time. I'm like, okay, I'm going back together. She's like, all right, I'm going to get one too. <laughs> it's it's that good. So my number three, the year I take us. But number one in value. Number one in value, of course. All right. Well, my number two, which I don't know if this is on your list, but I don't know why it wouldn't be because it was amazing. And again, we're back in Greece, which is so funny because the first few days we were in Greece, we were kind of down and out with the food there. We were like, ah, we just we haven't been hitting our stride yet. And then we did and we hit it hard and we found a lot of great restaurants. So this restaurant's name is Metoximos. Not on my list. Not on, I can't believe this isn't on your list. Kind of forgot about it. I can't believe you forgot about it. It was so good. So it's on Santorini again, and it's not in any of the popular little cities like Oya or whatever else. What's the main one there? Fia. Um, Fira. Fira, sorry. It's like in the middle of the island, and it's still kind of a popular spot because the middle of the island has some little mountains, and you drive up, so you still have a view of the ocean, but it's literally in the middle of the island, and... This got recommended when we were looking for best restaurants in Santorini. This came up again and again and again, again and, and again. again. And you need to make a reservation. And we did not make a reservation. But we, we we pulled up on our motorbike because that's really the only way you could find it. You can't walk to it. I mean, you could if you're really into You're not walking to trekking, it. But <laughs> and you're not walking away from it after the amount you eat. No. That's for sure. So we, we rolled up on the motorbike. down the hill <laughs> to the beach. We rolled up on our motorbike, and it was a weird time. It was like 4 p.m. So It opens at 2.30, which is odd in itself. I don't know why something <laughs> yeah. opens at 2.30. And I mean, it was busy at 4 p.m., but it was... It was not as busy so that they could squeeze us they in. said at, at at five on you you cannot just walk up you have to have a reservation so four we snuck in there's yeah. only two of us so we were able to eat there yeah and just a little tip when you're in santorini especially if you're there in the high season which why would you be there in the winter but if you're there in the high season you need to you need to make reservations because everybody wants these sunset restaurant views so it gets pretty intense anyway we went there it was amazing. We got like fried um, feta cheese with honey and sesame seeds, which was amazing. We got fried potatoes, which Trav thought was the best he's ever eaten uh, they, in his they, life. Uh, up until maybe today, the place we ate here in Barcelona was <laughs> which gives doesn't it a run make for the cup money. for 2016. No. Um, you have got, to listen to the 2017 episode. We so got look. eggplant and with tomatoes. Just a lot of really amazing food, local food. Yeah, what was funny is that the main entrees actually, I mean, they were fine. I got I got pork belly and it was was good. And Heather got these um, mussels that that were good as well. But the they they paled in comparison to the appetizers and, and the and desserts. The side dishes, yeah, and the, the side dessert. dishes. So, so you can just go there and not even get a main course, or just go with a group and share everything. It's it's amazing. It's highly recommended. It was my number two spot for the year. Awesome. My number two, Heather's going to be jealous. She wasn't there. This is in Israel again. <sighs> you definitely need a reservation for this restaurant. It is called Udale in Jerusalem. Even with a reservation, uh, it's going to be hard to get in. And by that, I mean, it's going to be hard to get a reservation. It's a little U-shaped bar in Jerusalem where the people cook in the middle. Think like hibachi. You know, if you're in the U.S., they, they cook in front of you. They cook in the middle. And there's maybe, there was about 18 people in our group and we filled the whole place. And so they cook right in front of you. 
And they were just making all types of crazy stuff. So not only is the food amazing, but what's really cool is they have so much fun. Like it's young people. One of the guys in our group had been a chef there before. This guy Nir, who was part of the Puzzle Israel, who runs Puzzle Israel. He had been a chef there before. That's how we got in. Everyone thought we were rock stars because when we were leaving, like we had rented the whole place and we were leaving and there were people there who said like, we've had reservations for six months. We're so excited to get in here. And they're like, who are these people? Because (laughs) they came like 15 minutes early and saw us partying with the chefs and the chefs were literally just taking bottles of liquor, pouring it down our throats. If if you're into that kind of thing, you don't need to have it. Um, They were throwing wine bottles around. It was like mayhem. It was like a party. Sounds like my heaven. Yeah. And so every. Everyone thought that we were famous to the point that these three girls kept pointing to me, saying something. I couldn't understand them. Taking their picture with me, and I think they thought I was a celebrity. They definitely weren't (laughs) saying, that's Trav from Epop. No, probably Um, not. (laughs) So they thought we were like just some famous group, which was pretty neat. But the food was killer. And the atmosphere is is cool. And they do that for everyone. They the, the chefs are allowed to basically do whatever they want. So they're cooking. They're throwing you drinks. You're drinking. You're eating. They're like, try and this. And this is only your number two. Yeah. I mean, wow. they're, they're like, try this. They're just giving you different food. Um, they, they brought out so much food that I literally through the third course, like had to say, I'm only going to eat a little bit of this, the polenta, because I knew I'd get full. So they had... Um, like basically she- sheep skewers, like lamb skewers that melted in your mouth. They had all types of crazy Israeli side dishes. The dessert, I just remember, I was feeling it at this point. Um, From the dessert, liquor being like driven down into your throat. Yeah, I mean, we were having a good time. Um, I just remember eating this dessert. I don't think it was like some sort of crazy cheesecake and thinking, man, this tastes really good. I bet if I wasn't feeling this... Uh, you know, the alcohol as much, I would be loving this even more. So amazing place, Udale in Jerusalem. If there's any chance that you can get to go, it's, I mean, just do it. Just go. You will have the time of your life. Well, that being said. Sorry, Hath. My number one is an Israeli restaurant, not in Israel, because I wasn't on that trip, <laughs> but in New Orleans. And Trav mentioned this one earlier on his list, but I thought it was so amazing that it's my number one. And that is Shia, this restaurant in New Orleans. Yeah, we're coming back to Shia. We're now. coming back and to Shia. The, the cool story behind this really quickly was that it's a James Beard Award winner. So it was the name of the best new restaurant in the United States last year. So very hard to get into. We learned about it. We said, we're just going to call and see if they have a re- uh, place for three people because we were with Heather's sister. We called. Like, excuse me, do you have a reservation? It was like 7 o'clock at night. And we th- we thought there's probably no way they're going to have a reservation. Yeah, but like, maybe, you, have, you never know. Yeah, do you have room for three people? And she's like, someone literally just canceled. Can you be here at 830? We said, sure. We showed up. And um, the, here was the cool thing. We were told that the bread, right, the pita bread, someone said, this is better than any bread you'll ever get. Because I think we read up on it on TripAdvisor or something. I'm like, okay, well, bread. I mean, we love bread. They were right. This bread, I had just spent I time dream in about Israel. This, bread. this stuff was better than anything there. This was as good as anything that I ate in Israel. I know it's number seven on my list, but I kind of cheated because I knew how they would put it yeah. up. Yeah. Well, it's my number one. And and the bread comes out and it is hot and fresh and chewy and so good. It it, it blew my mind. It wasn't just the bread. We got a whole little course of starters, right? So you can get all these dips because as is the way in the in the Middle East and the Mediterranean, you get dips. So 
we started with three dips with the bread. You know, one was hummus, I think. Well, we one... got a big plate of hummus then. So maybe we yeah. had a dip of hummus and we had a big... They have all know. different we, types of hummuses. We got lots of little starters. And then we had so many starters that we decided to all just share one main dish, which was this chicken with a like a honey kind of mustard sauce on it, like a roasted chicken with vegetables. It was so good. I don't even know how to recreate this. And I'm usually, because I like to cook, picking apart what I think is in the recipes at my favorite restaurant so that I can recreate it at home. I have no idea how they made this and how it was so good. We were so stuffed um, when the chicken came. We're like, oh, we can't really eat that. And it was gone between three people within two minutes. When we started eating, we said, this is so good. good. Then we were so stuffed that we weren't going to get dessert. (laughs) But the the guy came out. The server was like, it would be a travesty if you didn't get dessert because this dessert is amazing. And you know, we were stuffed, but we can easily be talked into And desserts. waiters say that all the time. Right. We're really glad he said it because he meant it. And, and I, we almost didn't get it, but then I was like, whatever. Everything else has been so good blowing our minds. Let's just go for it. It is the best thing I ate all year. And it's the best dessert I've ever had. It was this beautiful cheesecake, but it was super light, like a whipped cheesecake. And then it had homemade granola on top of it with honey. Burnt honey. Burnt yep. honey. I can't even. I'm almost in tears. It, it was a lob, how good lob, this place. They was. called it a lobney cheesecake, which lobney is an Israeli kind of yogurt um, dish. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was this light cheesecake. It go there just for the cheesecake. I mean, yeah. get everything else. But get we're, we're going to talk about desserts in our other podcast. But just be forewarned that this lobney cheesecake will be on there. If you go to New Orleans, I mean, go to Napoleon. You can easily get in there. But make sure you make a reservation at Shia. It is worth it. It's not even super expensive. I mean, it's a little on the on the higher end side, but it's worth it. It's so good. It's my favorite thing I've eaten maybe ever, but definitely in 2016. And if I could have my wish, I would have them come to my house and cook for me. Would be my dream. Because Heather actually asked, so I, I was going to try good. to do this for her birthday. Get a lobney cheesecake with burnt oh honey sent gosh. to our house. If but only. I, I'm sure it's not worth it. It probably wouldn't travel well enough, but it, it was that good that... I would pay a lot of money to surprise her that because it would probably be the best thing I could ever buy her. Even more than like a purse and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Likes. So good. Um, Wonderful experience. Shy in New Orleans. My number one, as Heather mentioned again, which she didn't remember, the name of it is called Abajuri. Abajuri. In Tbilisi in Georgia. Went there the first night because we had found it on TripAdvisor. It was rated like number three or something. You know, we were in Georgia. We didn't get to talk to anyone when we first arrived, so we didn't know where Any we should local be going. recommendations yeah. at all. And, and TripAdvisor actually great. really, all the places listed end up being really good. Abajuri, right off the main square there. We went, the best, I love chicken. I eat an unsustainable amount of chicken. <laughs> yes, he does. As our friend Courtney Bohr will tell you. I eat chicken all the time. This was <laughs> the best grilled chicken I've ever eaten. It was it was so moist. It, it You never hear people say chicken melted in your mouth. It was so so good. Yeah, it was a it was chicken just, kebab. So it was just small pieces of chicken roasted over a fire. And I mean, they do it the old school way where it's literally in, you know, like a brick oven, just like in Italy, but it's not Italy. It's Georgia. And they roast it over this wood. And so it's just. Yeah. The chicken skewer. So we got good. a salad that was really fresh. All the fruit and vegetable in Georgia is always fresh. You can't go wrong with the salads there. And then what really took the cake the was show. the fact that we got this hachipuri, which is their cheese bread, but they did a special kind where they basically took 
like phyllo dough almost, wrapped it around a skewer, put cheese around it, then wrapped more bread around it. So they gave they were giving you basically a rotisserie cheesy bread. It and as Heather mentioned, the cheesecake was her favorite thing she ate all year. This was mine. Well, this is a close second, and for it, me. it's it's that good. So everything's really amazing. It's a super uh, pretty cheap place. Um, even even by Georgian standards, it's you know it's like a middle range by Georgian by our standards. It's really cheap. So I think the whole meal ended up costing us twelve dollars for a salad, the chicken, maybe a glass of wine, and that hachi puri. So yeah, if you head so to good. Tbilisi, as you should, you should go to Georgia because it's awesome. And if you go to Georgia, you'll probably land in Tbilisi. If you had one meal there, go to Abajuri right off the main square. You will not um, regret it in any way. So there you have it. The best of the best. I mean, it was a good year. 2016, we ate a lot of really good food. And I feel like... In the name of research. In the name of research. We researched a lot, actually. And we got a lot of recommendations. Like, for example, on our road trip. And we told everyone who listens to our podcast that we're going on this road trip. And we got all of these suggestions from from you who listen to us. And that made that road trip even more amazing. So we just had some really good luck. Yeah, keep the suggestions coming. If you, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to help us out, uh, the best thing you can do, as Heather mentioned, is just give us recommendations and suggestions. They come in quite a bit from email and Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram. But if you know if you have them, just shoot them to us. The easiest way is social media. Um, tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know some of your favorite meals of 2016. We just ran through you know a bunch of ours. Let us know some of your favorites. We'll put them on a hit list. We'll make our way out <laughs> a to hit them. List? Yeah, hit list. Um, you know, in the name of research, we got to travel there. So let us know uh, wherever they are around the world, whether they're your hometown, whether they're somewhere near you, whether they're far flung. Let us know your favorite meals of 2016. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Um, let us know. You know, you could tag the restaurant in there as well. Um, it's always great to kind of have an in. Not that that's important, but we'll, we will check them out because we've got a lot of eating between now and the rest of 2017. And uh, so we need to fill out our list again and hopefully not fill out our waistlines anymore. We'll keep trying to uh, do those walking tours Ooh, and stuff. Yeah. But um, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts, your favorite meals of 2016. Also, don't forget the uh, hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. Remember, when we go to little cute places, whether they be little microbreweries, coffee shops, anything like that, that we love when we're traveling, we are going to be buying people drinks, cups of coffee, pints of beer, whatever it is, because... We know you like the recommendations. We know you 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 find these places and you go and you and you and you go to these places that we recommend, which is great. But we, so we want to pay it forward. We want to, you know, even give you a little more of a kick in the butt to go and frequent these small little establishments that we like. And I have to say that a few people while we were in Ireland already messaged us that they're going to Ireland in 2017. Yeah, so, so there could be some competition yeah, so for be, this coffee in Galway. There could be some competition. <laughs> and the one thing I do want to say is don't be afraid. I, I know I would feel this way. And maybe some people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then they get there like, oh, this seems weird. I'm going to go up to the front desk and, or, you know, the counter and say like, oh, I'm with extra pack of peanuts. Like, do you have a free <laughs> coffee? Don't be ashamed. Like, get a little bit out of your comfort zone if that feels weird. If it doesn't feel weird to you, great, go do it. If it does feel weird to you. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. We have talked to everyone everyone that we're going to be doing this with. Like, we will make sure people know, okay? The lady at Coffee Works in Press in Galway wrote a little post-it note. She, she has out there, yep. there's only three and employees. She didn't think it was that weird. She thought it was cool. She thought so. it was cool. There's only um, three employees there. Two of them were there. They were both thought it was a cool idea. They said they're going to tell the other 
uh, the third person. So we'll, we'll do it at small places so that people know what's going on. So don't be afraid. Go do it. Again, the only rule we have is please then tweet us or send us some, or shoot us a picture on Instagram or something like that. Tag us at Pack of Peanuts and tag hashtag epop scavenger hunt because we're going to be putting these like around the globe when we travel so um we want to you know kind of get a little momentum going here so let's know if you do want to pay it forward and and buy one then for the next epop who finds their way there that would be amazing totally optional though that's up to you if you want to keep that going so thank you for that don't forget uh hashtag epop scavenger hunt also this is only part two of our 2016 year in review we already did part one which is our uh, our stats and superlatives. So that is already a, that's how many miles we traveled, how many places we slept, the best accommodations, the worst accommodations, our biggest mishaps, all tied into one. Go check that out if you're interested in more stuff that we did in 2016. And uh, we're going to be putting a mini episode out. Heth, can we keep it under, let's say, 25 minutes? I think we can. A mini episode on our favorite beer, wine, coffee, and desserts of 2016. That'll be coming out very shortly. We also have officially part three, um, our best experiences of 2016. We'll dive a little deeper into some of the stories you may have heard in this one that we're just touching on. So a lot of 2016 recaps still to come. If that isn't enough to wet your EPOP podcast whistle, <laughs> we've, got a, a mouthful. we've got a few more. Episode 207. Go check this out. This was our top 20 meals of 2015. So last year, we actually went and re-listened to this before we did this episode. And we're like, man, there was a lot of good eating. So that was a fun episode to do. We like to eat. If you're into food, episode 217, our top 20 meals of 2015. We also did episode 151, our top 20 meals in the world. So this was every episode, we every restaurant we had eaten to eaten at up until that point. And there are some real goodies on that as well. So if you like food and you want, you're not salivating enough, go listen to those uh, two podcasts as well. Don't forget, Tortuga Backpacks, our sponsor of this episode. You can use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And... We made it through. That was our work for the day. An hour podcast now because we're in Barcelona. (laughs) An hour of work and we're done. Now we get to go eat. We're done. Now we need to go have dinner now that it's 8 o'clock and restaurants are actually open. Actually open. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Thanks for sticking with us through this podcast. I'm a little sick. So luckily I had a bottle of water here and a bottle of wine. Although Heather... Put a pretty big dent in that Ooh, bottle of wine. What can I wine? say? When it's four euros for a whole bottle of wine, it's tasty. Yeah, she put a dent in that while we were around. recording this podcast. Man, good on you, Hath. You <laughs> snuck some wine in there as we were recording. So uh, thank you for the support as always. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, remember, we're still the number one rated podcast on iTunes. And I do want to throw this out there. We just got named Auto Radio, which is a podcast player. Um, this was pretty cool. Sent me a message and said, we just want to let you know that we tabulated all the minutes listened to out of any podcast that's out there, you know, because they, they can do that. And they broke it down into categories. And some, you know, there was like um, Freakonomics was a huge one. The Tim Ferriss show was the number one for business. This American Life was um, whatever category, society and culture they're in. You know, were the most minutes listened to for the podcast. The Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast had the most minutes listened to of any travel podcast in the world. Woo! So um, really cool because... That means not only are you guys downloading the episodes, but, but you're listening you like all the it, way through. I guess you you enjoy listening to it. Yeah, so which to makes me, us really happy. Yeah, to me that was even cooler. I think than the number one on iTunes is because this, you know, this is the raw data right here. The most minutes listened to of any travel podcast, and uh, you know, maybe some of that's because we talk longer than other people. No, just kidding. We only put out one a week though, so um, we really, really appreciate it, guys. So thank you as always for the support. Yeah, uh, you're the ones who make this uh, possible for us. And uh, we're trying to pay it back with the hashtag EPOP scavenger hunt. So don't forget about that. 
Thank you guys for tuning in today. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.